Welcome to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans and Jeff Shade, a show that simplifies the complexities of investments, taxes, retirement, and more so you can discover how to better sustain yourself and your wealth for years to come. Brian is a CPA with 30 years experience and a financial advisor, which brings a unique perspective to the financial world. This show is brought to you by Madrona Financial and CPAs, home of the Rooted Wealth Plan. Want a retirement plan designed to last 30 plus years? Go to madronafinancial.com and click Get Started to see what the Rooted Wealth Plan can do for you. And now, here are your hosts, Brian Evans and Jeff Shade. Thank you so much. Welcome to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, the show that gives you the straight talk and honest answers you need to help sustain yourself and your wealth for 30 plus years. On today's show, we're going to be discussing the tax minimization deadline that's coming before you know it. Also, how to determine when you should file for Social Security. My name's Jeff Shade, and as always, I'm just here to ask the questions, but of course, the words of wisdom and solid advice come from Brian Evans, CEO and President of Madrona Financial and CPAs. Brian, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks, Jeff. Always glad to hear that, Brian. I hope our listeners are doing well today, too. We've got a great show lined up for you today. Brian, as I understand it, this year and next year are the last years for the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act that was instituted in 2017. Now, once 2026 rolls around, taxes are expected to jump up. How bad do you think it's going to be? Well, it depends on the individual, of course. It could be pretty bad for a lot of people now. You know, nothing we talk about is, is going to be you know, draconian. It's not like they're going to double the rates, but rates are going up percentage-wise. Percentages are going up, and it can be a significant percent that you thought you were going to pay in tax. You've gotten used to these lower rates. They were passed during the Trump administration, and they're going to go back to where they were before that from the Obama administration. Now, I'm going to call that step one. Depending on who's elected in the next election, there might be future tax increases, which we can cover in a second. But it's super important that as we look at our finances, and you know, a lot of times we talk about investing on this show or different types of investments, uh, the six different places you can put your money, the five objectives, the seven steps to successful retirement. A lot of that is focused on the top line, making my money coming in more, making my growth more, my assets more, that kind of thing. But on the other side of the equation, it's like a balance sheet. You got, you know, we're looking at the assets, page one, assets, and page two, ooh, liabilities. Okay, so what's hurting my assets? What's hurting my growth? What's hurting my cash flow, my income, my ability to spend money in retirement? Well, we know that we've talked uh, recently a lot about inflation and how America took a 15, 20, 30% permanent pay cut. It's not going back down. None of these prices are going back down. They've gone up, really. So people are spending more for the, so if they didn't increase their top line, then their net is is lower. That's the equity part of a balance sheet. And so now we're talking about the biggest expense for a lot of people is their income tax. And of all your expenses, I cannot control the cost of chicken or lumber or gasoline. I do have some control over this one. A couple things, my spending I do have control over. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's a budgetary process for somebody. And my income tax planning, I have control over a couple of things. You don't have control over the tax rates or the laws that are in place, but you have control over what you do with those laws. So that's one aspect is actually doing the planning. The second thing you have control over is who is doing the planning for you. Is it you? What do you do for a living? Is that going to get you there? Maybe not. Is it your so-called financial advisor? We're going to talk a little bit about that. You feel like, well, I have a financial advisor who gives tax advice. I'm fine. Like, are you? And I want to talk about that too. 
As I said, Brian, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act is due to expire at the end of 2025. Can you give me some specifics of things that are likely to change? Yeah, the brackets themselves are changing. And so upper brackets are changing, certainly. There was a a slew of changes in the tax code. Again, that was a a big deal and it was a a big benefit. I mean, I remember we're not a political show, but during the Trump administration, a lot of people's finances uh, improved quite a bit. And part of that improvement was taxes. I remember when it happened, people were like, wow, I have more in my paycheck because, you know, the withholding went down and because the taxes were going to be less. And and people got used to that and that became part of their budget and they're spending that money now. And then inflation again hit and, oh, wow, I don't have what I had. If you look at personal savings across the country, I watch a chart of that and, boy, it's not looking good. Personal saving has dropped dramatically in America. And so what's happened is people have got, okay, my income didn't go up as much as my expenses, but I kind of like my lifestyle that I got used to when times were good and inflation was low and gas prices were low and all this stuff. And so they have a certain lifestyle. And now that the cost of everything gone up, they're going, well, wait a second. I don't want to change my lifestyle. I just won't put as much in my 401k. I won't put as much into savings. I'm going to use my savings I had. I had a rainy day fund. Well, now it's a rainy hour fund. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, okay. And that, that money's going to dry up. And, and so it's super important. Every little aspect of our finances can be super important. But the one we're talking about today is income taxes. And I, I can't think of a, you know, an area that's more important than that as far as how much you're going to spend on that particular thing during your lifetime. And a lot of people you know, maybe don't think about it a whole lot, of course. It's not part of their daily activity. I do because it, you know, I own a CPA firm. I've been a CPA for more of my life than I haven't been one. And so it's super important to me to get it right for people. I get so frustrated. I, I love my job and, and it's really rewarding, but the frustration comes on people I'm not working with. Uh, I had a call yesterday and, and it was, oh, my buddy just sold his farm and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, and I, I know he paid $2 million in tax he didn't need to pay. Mm. I know that. And so I was like, oh, gosh. And I, it seems like every day I hear somebody, well, I, we did this. And gosh, I heard a realtor giving tax advice to somebody. And it was, it was this was yesterday. And it was the craziest thing. She said, well, my realtor says that if I move into my rental house for a year, I get to exclude 20% of my gains from tax. And if I live in it two years, I get to exclude 40%. I'm like, what planet? <laughs> Are you on where you come up with these? I've never even heard of these things before. I'm like, I'm like, wow, that's some creative tax planning. Just made it up and just heard. I don't know. I heard this thing called twenty percent. Well, that's the capital gains bracket in tax rate in certain brackets. I'm like, oh, it must be an annual thing then. I'll I'll give advice on that. You know, it's like (laughs) just pull up Chat GPT and look at it. I don't know. Do something. Google search for twelve seconds will tell you that's not true. And this is the kind of stuff that I. I see over and over and over. So back to your question, Jeff, you know, what kind of impact could this have? Well, it could have a small impact. It could have a very large impact. But the impact is not just, okay, well, I'm going to pay an extra, you know, my taxes are going to go up 10, 20% of what they used to be. And I can deal with that. I'm like, well, can you deal with that for the rest of your life? Right. Oh, not times one, but times 30. Yeah, yeah, times 30. And do you control what future tax brackets are going to be? I'm pretty sure the debt's going to go up. It's going to double before you're gone. It's going to triple. And when it's $100 trillion, what do you think the tax bracket's going to be for you? 
Oh, I see what you're saying. Maybe we should do some tax planning. We're going to talk about this in the second half of the show. So stay tuned for that. But, you know, this is a compounding kind of thing. And if you let, uh, well, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to spend a lot more money. I'll just use my savings and I'm not going to do tax planning and all that stuff. Well, that's your prerogative. But I would recommend that not only you get it done, but more importantly, almost to me, is who you're getting your advice from and who's running that planning for you. And so I want to chat about that for a bit. Brian, we have been in a historically low tax bracket for the last few years as a result of the 2017 Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. And as you said, that certainly is going to be changing when it sunsets at the end of 2025. An example of that is the standard deduction for married people filing taxes. It's now nearly $30,000. It was less than half of that. It was like twelve, thirteen thousand $13,000 before that. Are we sure that the tax brackets are actually going to be going up? Well, uh, nothing is for sure because they can do anything. But if they, these things are set to sunset, have you met a politician that thinks in the parties in control right now, do you, you know, that pushing for tax brackets to drop? I mean, I don't, I don't see that happening. I see them taking full advantage of it at a minimum tax brackets going up to where they used to be. And so uh, you talked about the standard deduction. Now, that's an interesting concept. What if they cut that in half? And you know, what does that mean? It's like, remember how you used to itemize and you take that, but then they increase the standard deduction and now you don't itemize, but you got more money back because you're mm-hmm. like, you know, you were paying down your mortgage, you, certain things were less. I'm like, yeah. Well, if they take that away, you're going back to itemizing. And you may have paid off your house thinking, well, I don't need the interest deduction anymore. And now you hardly have any itemized deductions. And now your standard deduction is cut in half. And you're going, well, how much does that cost me? Oh, thousands. Thousands of dollars. Well, what's thousands of dollars times 30 years? Ow. That's six figures. And while we're talking about the standard deduction, what about my tax rate going up? Well, thousands of dollars. Oh, gosh, thousands of dollars times 30 years. Six figures again. (laughs) I'm like, oh, that's two six figures. And you just started on the tax return. All you did was the tax calculation and the standard deduction. You're on page two of Form 1040. What about page one? I don't know. And so, wow, okay, I think I got a problem here. And when we talk about tax planning, we're not talking about the advice that you get. I want to read a quick disclosure from somebody who's putting out a guide, a 12-page guide to learn more about potential tax savings for retirement. So they sound like an expert. They're a financial advisory practice, right? And in the small print, it says, neither the firm nor its agents may give tax advice. Individuals are encouraged to consult with a qualified professional before making any decisions about their personal situation. So what they're saying is we are unqualified to give you any tax advice. Now, download our guide on tax planning. I'm like, okay, Houston, we have a serious problem. I have a whole bunch of these examples. This permeates our industry, that people are giving tax advice in my own industry, and they are unqualified in their own words. They are unqualified to give advice. Please do not consult us for advice, but download our guide. Give us your money. We'll sell you an annuity. We'll put you in a 60-40 stock bond split. We won't give you any authoritative tax advice, but do your tax planning for us to save those six figures, you know, Brian was just talking about. No, that's not how it works. Your advisor has to have a copy of your tax return. We run our tax returns through a program that identifies all the different breakpoints, you know, Medicare, tax brackets, capital gains brackets, opportunities in the lower brackets for conversions and so forth. And then we we sit down with our advisor and CPA, because my CPA firm has over 20 people in it. And so we have the resources to actually do tax advice and tax planning. We don't have that disclosure. Go ahead and look. You, you can't read our stuff and rely on it and not ask us. You know, you can't just take it on your own and do it. But we don't have a disclosure saying that we're unqualified. We don't have to do that. 
That's a big difference. So I, I wanted to stress for a moment, where you get your advice is almost as important as doing the tax planning. It's a multi-year process. It involves actually getting a copy of your tax return. It involves a CPA in the mix. So these are very important things related to that. But I think I just brought up just two items out of the whole Tax Cut and Jobs Act that could be potential six-figure problems for each one of them during your lifetime for people listening. If you have some tax hiccups that you're concerned about, when would you want to know about that? Would you want to know about it when you can't do anything about it? Or would you want to be proactive and do something about it now while you still have time? So if you're one of those people who are wondering whether or not you're in a good position for the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act to expire, and you want to know more about that, we invite you to get your no-cost, no-obligation Madrona analysis. To get yours, call 833-673-7373. Now, we've opened the phone lines for you right now. It's that important. That telephone number, 833-673-7373. What kind of retirement do you want? Do you want one in which you're minimizing what you're paying in income taxes? Or do you want one in which you're paying more in taxes that could put a stress on your retirement income? Well, it is up to you to make that call. It's a chance for you to ask some questions. Our advisor will simply ask some basic questions of you to point you in the right direction to determine whether or not you need to go forward. And as always, it's okay to say no. But I think this would be a valuable conversation for you to just explore your options. That number is 833-673-7373. You must have $500,000 or more in investable assets to qualify. And if you do qualify... We'll be happy to send you out Brian's book, Seven Steps to a Successful Retirement, which, by the way, does talk about tax minimization. Once again, that telephone number, 833-673-7373. One call could make all the difference. Brian, if our listeners call that number and request their Madrona analysis to prepare themselves for the potential of tax changes as a result of the 2017 Tax Cuts and Jobs Act expiring, what can they expect? I mean, how do you get started with this? Yeah, as I mentioned, it all starts with getting a copy of your tax return, probably two years tax return. We scan it into our, our tax analysis program, which is step one. And that tells us some real, you know, I call it the layups, the easy stuff. The, okay, you have room in the 0% bracket, the 12% bracket, etc. Or you can have a certain amount of capital gains with a bracket of zero. Or, you know, different things that, that can jump out at us and, and helps us with that. It really depends, of course, on where you're at and what your finances look like. Somebody with really good finances, high net worth, high income, we're not going to get them to the 0% bracket. We're not going to get them to the 12% bracket. If they if they got uh, multiple six figures coming in for the rest of their life, maybe it's required minimum distributions or rent checks or, or installment sale distributions, whatever it is, we're not going to get them down to the no bracket. That's not what tax planning is. It's, it's taking the set of circumstances given our tax law and saying, okay, how can we use this to our benefit? So somebody like in, in that case, maybe they have a lot of money in their uh, retirement accounts. So we might say, well, what do you think about brackets going forward? And they might say, well, I think they're going to go way up. Would you like to lock in the 22 and 24 max those out right now? And they say, I'd love to. I'm, I'm okay paying at 22 and 24. I just don't want to pay at 40, 50 or the brackets that were in effect just before I became a public accountant, 70%. They've been 90, you know, they, they can go way up. So they might do that. Whereas somebody that doesn't, isn't in that uh, tax bracket might say, gee, can I take advantage of those 0 and 12% brackets? Uh, at least we would say that. We wouldn't rely on you to tell us that. We're going to pull that front and center and say, well, that's the first step here. Because we want to make sure that uh, when we're doing a tax plan, it's comprehensive and multi-year. We're looking at the bigger picture. We're looking at your net worth. We're looking at your future income, future 
required minimum distributions. The future as it relates to the present. That is tax planning. Tax planning is not, uh, let me buy a product for you and you know that'll be the end-all be-all. That's not tax planning. Tax planning is not product-driven. It's planning-driven. And again, you have to have somebody who knows what they're doing to do that. Now, when they come in, of course, we're going to do other parts of the seven steps to successful retirement. We're going to look at their lifestyle plan, their growth and protection plan. But a tax plan is one of the seven steps. So that's a hugely important thing, I think, as I mentioned earlier on the show, that, you know, we can be talking six figures in multiple different tax planning buckets. And I haven't even got into how we analyze maybe this uh, your Schedule E with your rentals, your businesses, Schedule C, your LLCs, S-Corps, all that kind of thing. And the tax planning around that, which is huge, which most people don't do a good job of, unfortunately, especially Schedule E page one with income properties, rental real estate, having a strategy around that, that I've seen save people literally uh, millions, uh, many millions in some cases. Uh, it could be uh, deferral or potential elimination in these cases. So there's, there's a lot to tax planning. Obviously, it's not something that anybody can do, even though a lot of people say they can. Brian, based on the information or the data that we receive in the Madrona analysis, is it basically one strategy that you use for everybody or does it depend upon the individual situation and how do you handle the variables? Yeah, no, it's it's different for everybody. Everybody's in a different bracket. Everybody has a different future, different projections. So we, we do also do a, a financial plan for our clients. So we'll do a financial plan for the rest of their lives, figuring out, you know, what is our future required minimum distributions going to look like? We don't know what future tax brackets are going to be, but we can assume they might be higher, and especially with the Jobs Act sunsetting. So we, we already know that part. So we will not only do the tax projections and put it through the tax analysis program, but we'll do, we're looking at the same time at your financial plan through our financial planning program and then having CPA eyes on it, advisor eyes on it, so we can have a comprehensive view of this. Now, everybody has a different situation, and I like to go form by form. I see opportunities on page one of Form 1040, Schedule B, Schedule C, Schedule D, Schedule E, Schedule F. I see things that other people don't necessarily see, and we do that as a team here. So I put together an internal program for our advisors and CPAs where I've identified the things that someone can look at on those different forms, and they go, wow. You looked at a number. I just saw a number, but you saw a story. I'm like, yeah, I see a story. I've been doing this a long time. And so the story, as it unwinds, is like, okay, what's your future? What's your, what's your future plans? What's your succession plan for your business or for your, your rentals? You're not going to live forever. And what, what, how would you like your lifestyle to look like? How would you like your gift plan and estate plan to look like? How would you like to save in taxes dramatically by doing a couple steps? And, and most people would say yes to that one. And so I, I've never had the, the meeting, Jeff, where they say, no, I'd rather pay more in taxes. <laughs> well, actually, I have had that. I had somebody have super you? wealthy that just said, I don't want to go through all that, but you'll save $20 million. And he was like, eh, I have too much. My kids are going to inherit too much. Like, There's always an exception to every rule. Yeah. And I was just shaking my head. And, wow. Okay. I have so much money. I don't care if I pay the government $20 million more than I have to because it's too much work. It might take me four hours to do it. Okay. I, I couldn't change that person's <laughs> mind. But for the rest of us, the right. rest of the people living on yeah. this planet, like I said, there's exception to every rule, but the rest of us don't want to pay more than income tax than we have to, especially not only income tax, but estate tax, marginal brackets, but looking at the deduction side of things, which is going to change probably with the, the sunset of the laws here coming up. 
there's just a lot of opportunities that go untapped. I see it every day, it seems like, at work. And uh, that's why we're doing this show. That's why we put together the companies that we did. It's hard to be a CPA and a financial advisor. That is not easy stuff. And so we've done the hard work to make it easy for you to just say, well, can I tap into that knowledge base and, and have all that stuff you're talking about? Absolutely, when when it's a good fit for both of us. So that's what we're, we're offering on, on the program here. Well, Brian, I certainly am interested in minimizing my tax obligation during my lifetime. But with these strategies that you're talking about here, can you affect the amount of tax that my heirs would pay? Well, absolutely. That's some of the easiest planning I I have sometimes because that has to do with uh, step up in basis and credit shelter trust provisions, et cetera. It could be for your spouse and or your heirs and or your charities. But there's some big picture. Those are probably the biggest tax savings opportunities as it comes to legacy planning because there's some opportunities to either go from literally hundreds of thousands or millions in tax to zero. And that's where some of the big stuff is because, again, step up in basis, credit shelter trust provision rules, different gifting rules and so forth. So too much to get into on this program. But if you want your spouse and heirs to be better off, then come in and see us. If you want the federal government to be better off and not your spouse and heirs, then please don't. So I guess, <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's, a, that's an area we can help you. Well, Brian, if this conversation resonates with our listeners and you want to potentially pay less in taxes, then listen up. It's time for you to take action so you can keep more of your hard-earned money. Picture this. It's 2026 and taxes just went up. Now, one of two things happen. Either you're happy because you took action and correctly moved your money into your tax-free accounts, essentially paying taxes at a discounted rate, or you left too much money in a pre-tax account and will now have to pay more in taxes. Well, I'll tell you what, the government will certainly appreciate you doing nothing because it means they get more money. The House almost always wins, but once in a while, you get a good hand, like the current tax rates. And if you know how to play that hand, like the intensive and comprehensive tax planning that we've been discussing here, it could make a significant difference in your ability to preserve and enjoy your money while you're here and potentially pass more assets to your kids to enjoy when you're gone. You know, taxes are most likely going to be your biggest expense in retirement, and the window is closing on the opportunity. So if you want to join many others who are being proactive in their tax minimization, others who have decided to work with professionals licensed and able to give real tax advice, others who want to pay less in taxes so they have potentially more money to enjoy themselves, then this message is for you. I want you to pick up the phone right now and call 833-673-7373. A friendly person will pick up the phone and gather some basic information from you. And within one business day, we'll call you back to schedule a time that works for you and our advisors and CPAs who are highly trained in tax planning. They'll ask you a few questions to understand your unique financial situation and overall financial goals. Then they'll take the information and conduct a personalized conversational analysis that can help you discover various tax minimization opportunities. Their goal is to help you save tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars throughout retirement. So call 833-673-7373 right now. Now remember, this call is not going to cost you a dime, and you don't need to share any sensitive information. It's just a simple call that has a significant amount of potential for you to be able to keep more of your hard-earned money. Whether you have $500,000, $5 million, or $50 million, this is for you. We all pay taxes, but those who are proactive in their tax planning have a better chance of paying less in taxes. So if that's you, then call 833-673-7373 right now. Phone lines are open. That's 833-673-7373. Tired of only getting half the story? 
That's why it's so important to get your financial information from a CPA and an advisor like Brian Evans. Now let's get back to some of the most comprehensive financial information around. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to Growing Your Wealth. I'm Brian Evans, CEO and President of Madrona Financial and CPAs. In this next segment, we'll be talking about how to determine when you should file for Social Security. And Brian, my friends keep telling me that people should file as soon as they turn 62 years old. The reasoning is that Social Security could go away. What do you think about that? Oh, I hear that a lot, too, and I just don't believe that for a second. It's not going to go away, but things are going to change. Who are they going to change for? Well, primarily, if I know politicians, I think I do pretty well, they're not going to change the current benefit structure a whole lot for those receiving Social Security. However, politicians are really good at changing the structure for things for people that are 20 and 30 and 40 years old that they don't know about until they're 60, 70, 80 years old that it really affected them. And so what we'll see is, as Congress has done before, they change the ages. You know, it used to be, okay, age 65, then it was 66, and now it's 67 for full retirement age. Well, I've seen studies on that that uh, they'll just move the age to 70 or 72 and that will add decades to the solvency of Social Security. You know, I had no thought that it's going to go away. However, my poor children may have to work longer and longer later in life than most people listening to this show. But if you're thinking about taking it early because you think it's going to go away, I don't think that's uh, following very good advice. And Brian, we've had the conversation before about taking it at age 62, full retirement age, and uh, age 70 when you get the most. But really, that's not as much what this conversation is about. From what I understand, understand this is a conversation about taxes. Social Security used to be tax-free, right? Yeah, it used to be tax-free. And when I started public accounting, the most you could be taxed on in your Social Security was 50%. Now, most of our clients are paying 85%. You know, that was a political thing. Why not just go to 100? Why not just make it taxable? Oh, no, it's 15% of it's tax-free and 85% is taxable at your highest marginal bracket. Okay, well, there's an important thing I just said. Highest marginal bracket. What's that, Brian? Well, that's when you made money, you've gone through the zero bracket, the 10, 12, 22, whatever brackets you've already filled up. Well, the next dollar you make is going to be paid at whatever your highest. Your highest might be 37. And so, okay, I take in some Social Security benefits, but I'm at the 37% bracket. Yeah, but I only pay 85% of 37%. So what's that, about you know 32%? Uh, okay, well, uh, I still don't feel great about that. And so everybody pays a different bracket on the Social Security and a different percentage of their Social Security. So again, tax planning is an individual thing. And we're going to talk about in this segment, there's some opportunities there for tax planning. This is apart from lifestyle planning. You know, if, if somebody says, yeah, I turned 62, I kind of want to take Social Security. I'm, are you working? Yeah. Do you make decent money? Oh, yeah, pretty decent. I make six figures. I'm like, please don't do that. You're going to give it all back and give up all your future raises. That's a bad idea. Somebody else says, I'm 62. I want to take Social Security. I said, do you work? No. Are you ever going to work? No, I, I really can't. Do you have any other income to live on? Not really. I'm like, well, I don't want you to starve until later years, so probably taking it early is a good idea for you. So there were two extremes that uh, 62 may be a good idea, it may be a terrible idea. But there's a lot of other scenarios that I want to talk about a few of them today. So, Brian, when you file, could it be a tax problem or could it be a tax opportunity? Yeah, there's two ways to look at this. Taxes aren't always a problem. Some, I, I, I need to look at them like an opportunity, an opportunity to save my client money. That's why CPA firms are in business, right? And so one thought that occurs to me is, let's say uh, that you don't need the money to live on. 
you like the money, but you don't need Social Security to live on, you might decide that, oh, wait a second, in my 60s, I want to do Roth conversions because I believe I'm going to be in a higher bracket in my 70s than I am in my 60s. And so in that case, you might put off Social Security and say, why don't I plan on doing Roth conversions to convert money at the 0% bracket or the 12% bracket or the, even the 22 or 24% bracket, depending on your situation, where you can convert it. You don't want to compound that issue. Then it's a problem if you have Social Security coming in and 85% of that's taxable at the highest marginal bracket. That can be a problem with your Roth conversion. It's an opportunity, though, if you uh, maybe decide to put off Social Security and say, well, I'm going to put it off. I'm going to max out my Roth conversion opportunity while I can. And then at age 70, I'm going to take Social Security because I can't wait any longer than that. And then I've maximized my opportunity that presented itself to me in my 60s. Brian, when I told people that we were going to be talking about this initially, I thought it was a simple conversation about, you know, you're going to be taking it age 62 or full retirement age or age 70, when supposedly you're going to get the most. But when you claim is not nearly as simple as that. How do you help people really maximize the amount of money that they're going to get? Yeah. So uh, as I mentioned earlier, with uh, seven steps to successful retirement, a lifestyle plan is first. So we have to determine whether you need this money to live on or not. And so that's part of the lifestyle plan. And if that determination has occurred, then tax planning, which is the fourth step, becomes not as important. But of course, we work with a lot of pretty successful people. They've been successful at their job, maybe successful with real estate investing, successful with their business. They've come into money in other ways. And so very often uh, we're looking at a situation where they're not you know, relying on Social Security for their, their sole income or their primary income source. It's not the cornerstone of their retirement plan. So in that case, then we can look at everybody's situation differently. So I mentioned a situation about Roth conversion. That's a tax situation where we certainly could plan in our 60s to do something different than we plan on in our 70s. So right there, depending on what decade you're in because of the rules, your 60s, you're able to do Roth conversions. Your 70s, you're required to take minimum distributions. At 70, you have to start taking Social Security. You haven't already. So we do have some age dependent issues related to the planning related to maximizing my social security, maximizing my income, but also minimizing the outflow, the outflow being the income taxes. And I'm not talking about the, you know, when you talk about Roth conversions, it's like, well, Brian, don't you volunteer to pay taxes? That doesn't sound like an income tax limiting function. Well, actually it is because again, I would much, much rather pay income taxes at a low bracket now rather than twice the bracket in, you know, 10 years plus twice the bracket on the growth of that investment. So converting from an IRA to a Roth not only stops the increase in income that will potentially be taxed at a future highest marginal tax bracket that you have, Boy, that's scary. My future highest marginal tax bracket? That doesn't sound awesome. No, it's not. And so if that opportunity is there, wouldn't you like to have taken advantage of that? You can sit down and calculate, you know, what you think you'll gain from that. But boy, that seems like a big win for people. And all it was was planning. And it's like, well, how, how do I do all this planning? It sounds really expensive. Well, if we're your financial advisor, it's part of the deal. 
It's how we differentiate ourselves. It's our blue ocean strategy. It's the reason we, we do what we do is that we can do all of this kind of thing. The questions and answers, we're going to ask a lot of questions because we need to get to know what you want your lifestyle to look like. From there, we can build out the growth plan, protection plan, health care, gift and legacy plan, and finally a, a tax plan. Brad, if our listeners do not optimize their Social Security benefit by itself, does when you file affect other parts of your plan and let's say your overall net worth? Yeah, it, it absolutely can. And, and here's another area that's really important. It's uh, are you married? How about your spouse? Are you younger or older? What is your life expectancy of the two of you? Uh, do we have some what ifs handled here? Because certainly, you know, if you wait on your Social Security till age 70 and you pass away prematurely, in the classic case, well, then your spouse gets your benefit if it's higher for the rest of their life. Well, that's kind of a big deal especially for that surviving spouse that may be without their loved one for, for five years, 10 years, 15, I've seen 20 years, certainly, where statistically, you know, if women outlive men and the men were statistically the higher wage earner and are statistically older on average, those are just stats, I'm telling you the averages, then there's a real opportunity for much more additional retirement income later in life when it's, you know, it's something that's really important, obviously throughout life, but especially when you can't go to work. So, so that's another option, you know, thing we have to consider to where if we're considering doing these Roth conversion calculations and managing our tax brackets. Now, again, the Tax Cut and Jobs Act is going to increase our taxes, we believe. It's going to sunset. I do not believe that Congress is going to say, oh, let's reinstitute that. I'm sure we can get a, a Democratic president on board of that or, or a Democratic Senate on board of that. That's not going to happen if that's the case. I don't know who's going to be elected and so forth, but I, I do know that tax rates would not drop if that's the case. So will they just go up to the amount they were back in 2017? Maybe. Will they go up higher? Maybe. Uh, it's probably more likely than not. So since we know that, the issue of tax planning, again, I, I mentioned that it can be a big deal as far as money-wise, whether it's thousands, tens of thousands, or more. But when we start compounding that over our lifetime, boy, that number can get really big. And it can be the difference between a, a super successful retirement and one that's not. And sometimes we do tax planning. We go, you know what? You're fine. You know, there really isn't a lot you can affect. But wouldn't you like to know that too? Well, how much extra do I owe you for that? Oh, yeah, nothing because you're already a client. So, oh, I I just have that peace of mind. So peace of mind has some value too. So if nothing else, if you go through the, the process, you may have that peace of mind you need to go, no, at least I looked at it. I analyzed it, decided I didn't need to do anything different. And I feel good that I, I went through that process. If you're listening to the program right now and you're worried that you are not optimizing your Social Security because you haven't filed at the right time, listen up. When you file for Social Security can affect many other parts of your plan and your overall net worth. Are you worried that maybe your income plan is not what it should be because you didn't file at the right time? When you file, will it affect your estate preservation? When you file, will it affect your tax minimization? These are all questions that you can get answered if you take some action right now. And that action to take is to call 833-673-7373 and request your Madrona analysis. Once again, that telephone number, 833-673-7373. And we have opened the phone lines for you right now. Discover how you can take your Social Security holistically because it can affect many other parts of your financial plan. Once again, that telephone number, 833-673-7373. You must have $500,000 or more in investable assets to qualify. If you do qualify, of course, we'll send you out Brian's book, Seven Steps to a Successful Retirement. 
So take some action now while you still have a chance to do it before it is too late and you can't change what you've already done as far as Social Security filing goes. As I said, 833-673-7373. Make that call today because this one call could make all the difference. So, Brian, there are a lot of variables when it comes to understanding the benefits available to you. And, of course, with a proper analysis, that can make a huge difference. Let's talk about widows and widowers. How does that work with Social Security? Yeah, I remember the days when I used to do a lot of Social Security planning around this concept called file and suspend. And that's where the higher earner would file for Social Security and then suspend their own benefit. And the spouse could get a nice benefit from that. At the same time, the spouse wasn't really taking their own benefit. And so that benefit was growing at the 6.5% a year up to full retirement age and 8% a year after that up till age 70. And then they would swap back. They'd, they'd get off their, their spouses onto their own. And that could generate tens and tens of thousands of dollars of additional Social Security benefits. Well, that went away. Way. But one thing that people may not understand is with widows, widowers, that you can file for your widow benefits early and continue to have yours grow, much like we used to have with file and suspend. And so widows and widowers may have an opportunity here that they're not even aware of. I, I doubt that that's the first thing that comes to your mind when you're in a dire situation like that. And so that's an area that can be really beneficial to somebody at a difficult time in their life. And, and just knowing that, that you're with someone that knows that, I, I think, can make a big difference. So that's widows and widowers. What about people who are divorced? How does that work? Yeah, so there's another interesting situation because you may not know exactly what your ex-spouse's benefit was, and this occurs when you've been married to somebody for 10 years previously and you've been divorced. You may be able to get their benefit or your own benefit. So you would have a choice on that, and their benefit may be higher than yours, and you would want to take advantage of that. We do have a certified divorce analyst on staff. Certainly when people are going through a divorce, it's very critical because split of assets, different assets have very different tax consequences. So a million dollar personal residence is not taxed the same as a million dollar business or a million dollar IRA. And a lot of people don't consider that aspect of it. And that could be huge. And so, again, we're, we're just kind of throwing some things out there today saying that there's a lot to this and you may not even know what you don't know. I mean, that's probably the biggest thing that I find in my world is that it's almost better that you just admit, I don't know all the rules. I would like some advice as opposed to, oh, I'm pretty good. I got Google. I got chat GPT. I, I can just type this stuff in. And one of the examples on that is depending on your resource, it may not be all inclusive. It may not have the experience you need. I know the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants puts out a, a guide to analyzing tax returns. And it's about 800 pages. And I wanted to see what they said about Delaware Statutory Trust and deferral, a huge area for our business, for people that own investment real estate. They said nothing about it. It wasn't even there. So, oh, okay. This stuff is not just something you type into ChatGPT or Google search and figure out on your own. You, you need the experience of what ifs to talk about this stuff. So that's why meetings with our advisors are so important because we're going to ask those questions and maybe uncover some opportunities that can greatly improve your, your finances or at least ask the questions, answer them and figure out if, if we can't do a particular thing related to that particular issue. But with Social Security, it's so complicated Especially, again, when you have divorces, you got income earnings, tax brackets we got to consider in future years, potential Roth conversion opportunities. 
Jeff, you mentioned earlier, you thought this was going to be a simple question. Yeah, not so simple, is it? <laughs> no, not at all. And to your point about chat GPT-2, keep in mind that that only goes up. At, it really can only look at information that existed before early 2022. And as you said, things are constantly changing, aren't they? Yeah, and I, I love ChatGPT. It's it's fun. You know, I can look things up. But if I want a bullet point list of generic responses, it's a great place to go. But I have seen very few plans that have gone through our office where I can just print out a bullet point list of generic responses and do my client a lot of good. So they don't have the experience, the stories. It just isn't there. It's just, again, it's it's a great place for generic responses and you get to know a little bit about it. So you might go, okay, what's a DST? You know, and you, you say, okay, I, I got some generic rules on that, but it won't tell you the quality of the type of real estate you may want to consider when picking the reinvestment given the different sponsors' history. And it's just, it can't get to that depth. No, no. Maybe it will in 10 years. I don't know, but it's not there today. I can guarantee you that. So the same thing as it relates to these questions on social security and optimizing that and financial planning. I am not worried about AI replacing us or our advisors anytime soon. Brian, we've covered a lot of information today about Social Security. What is the big takeaway when it comes to Social Security and when to take it in planning? Yeah, one of the big takeaways for me is, you know, we have a Social Security optimization program. And you punch in the numbers, and I, I basically have quit using I already know what it's going to say. It's going to optimize at age 79, meaning that if you take it early, uh, you're going to get X amount by the age 79. If you take it late, your checks are higher, but you took it maybe eight years later. The, the break-even, the, the crossover at age 79. So you, you have the same amount of money So uh, at age 79 taken out of Social Security. After that, if you'd waited, of course, your checks are bigger, so you'll have more. Prior to that, you'll have less because you, you started earlier. So depending on that, uh, so it's just an isolated computation. I already know what the answer is, but that doesn't really help my clients a whole lot because Social Security is related to everything else. As I mentioned, if in your lifestyle plan you need it to live on and you're not working otherwise and you need it to be able to retire at a proper age for you, well, then you might consider taking it earlier. If you don't need the money to retire and you want a more of a protection strategy and protecting your spouse in case you pass away prematurely and more of a tax planning strategy, another step in the seven steps for Roth conversions, then you may want to take it later. So right there, I could have two people with the identical situation, but a different lifestyle plan and a completely different answer. I could have two people that have identical Social Security benefits, identical age, but a different tax plan, and I come up with a completely different analysis. Again, the first step of our seven steps was a lifestyle plan, a growth plan, knowing what your other assets look like, what kind of income are they generating, these are questions that are going to help us determine what the best plan is. A protection plan. How much security do you need? Does Is your surviving spouse, if you die prematurely, going to absolutely need that to live on? Well, then that becomes paramount to a proper plan. If not, they go, no, I got plenty of money. I, I'm never going to run out of money. It's just how much are my kids going to inherit someday? Okay. That changes my answer, too. One of the steps of a successful retirement is a health care plan. We don't know when we're going to pass away. Financial planning gets real easy if you tell me the day you're going to pass away and, you know, how much you're going to spend the rest of your life. Well, then I can, you know, do an Excel spreadsheet. But financial planning is hard because I don't know what your future health care is going to be. So that's a discussion we have. Do we have the protections in, in place there, the planning in place there? 
And then finally, there's gift and a legacy plan. Gifting is, is what you do with your money while you're alive. A legacy is, is what happens to it when you pass. So all of these are so interrelated and interconnected. And, you know, I always refer to limited scope advisors on here. I, I advise people to be careful of that. I, I shared a disclosure earlier. I'll do one more here. One of my primary, we'll call it competitors in the media space out there, their disclosure says, we do not offer tax, legal, or investment advice. <laughs> Consult with your own qualified advisors concerning your own unique circumstances. Yeah. Now, the first one I read earlier in the show said, we don't offer any tax advice and you can't rely on us. We're not qualified. This one added investment advice. So this is an investment advisor <laughs> who, who good are you? stuff out there that can't give investment investment or tax advice, do you think that's the best place to go? And I guarantee you, if you're hearing me, you've heard this person. I will not say who it is, but you've heard this person. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty bad. We're not qualified to help you with the things we say we're qualified to help you with. That's scary stuff. So if, if nothing else, the takeaway may be that I need to make sure that where I'm getting my advice is from somebody qualified who has experience and the licensing to actually offer investment advice, income tax advice, estate planning advice, all these different areas because they are all interrelated if you want to get it right. If you don't want to get it right, that's, you know, that's fine. That's most of America is, is not in a position where they're doing the kind of planning that we're talking about. But we want to be able to make this offer to people that they can come to us and get that. And Brian, when we began this conversation, as I said, it really on the surface seemed rather simplistic. But the takeaway is, is that Social Security, when you take it, it really does have a ripple effect. I mean, it's not just the extra twenty five hundred bucks a month. It can have an effect on all the aspects of your portfolio. And instead of the twenty five hundred, I mean, it can cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars if you don't make the right decision. Yeah, that gets back to, you know, we have a lot of resources on our website. If you want to download the seven steps to successful retirement, I've been referring back to that throughout this uh, because the seven steps are interrelated. You don't just do one thing. Financial planning, social security, optimization, all this stuff is not, yes, I will sell you an annuity. It's not, oh, let's put your money into 60-40 stock bond split because I hate annuities. Or it's, it's not a product-driven thing. And my industry, unfortunately, has gone to that because that's where the money is made. And the last thing, you know, I'm going to talk about on this show is a product I'm going to put somebody in so I get paid on because that's just what happens at the end. That's a tool we use to accomplish the planning. The planning is the most important part to me and to our advisors here and our CPAs. And that's the part that you're not just writing us a check to do. Well, we don't we don't do it that way. We do it as a function of managing your investment accounts and having a holistic approach, getting copies of your tax returns and going through all this stuff. That, to me, is more important than, than the product. Is that, again, that's the easy part. We all have access, you know, as a financial advisor, insurance licensed person, we have access to kind of the same stuff. My S&P 500 is no different than the other advisor's S&P 500. My fixed annuity that pays, you know, X percent is no different from somebody else's fixed annuity paying X percent. We all have access to essentially the same products if we're licensed across the board like we are. But it's a planning that, that is the qualitative difference that we're really trying to hammer on today. Brian, I think the misconception here is that when to file for Social Security is really quite simple. Have you ever had somebody come into the office and they think they knew what the right thing to do was, but indeed they didn't? Well, yeah. I mean, recently I read an article by the one of the biggest custodians in the world telling people to take Social Security at age 62. I was like, well, first off, 
please don't give financial advice when you're not licensed and please don't give it generically to people. They're going to make mistakes. And that's exactly what happened. I had somebody come in and and they said, oh, gosh, I, I took it at 62 because I retired from my job. I was tired of working. But then I found something on the side. I started developing property. Now I'm making more than I ever did working. I took my Social Security and I just got a notice that I got to pay it all back, 100% of it, wow. 100%. And I need to get out of this. I, I need to undo it. I said, when did you start? A year and a half ago. I said, too late. But, you know, this person may have read that article. If that article had been out there for a while, I don't know follow somebody's advice. Somebody told me to do this. Take it early. Oh, why did they tell you that? Uh, why do you think? You know, I always say follow the money on, on this show. So maybe a custodian says, you know, if we get America taking Social Security earlier, there'll be more money in their uh, accounts so they can invest with us and we'll make more money. Okay, that may be the case because in this case, we could not undo it. It'd been more than a year. And so he was locked in at age 62 up till full retirement age. The government was going to count as if he was taking his Social Security. He had to give 100% of it back, and he got no more raises. He didn't get a single raise, even though he had to wait five years for his first check. He got none of those 6.5% for life increases, and he was livid about it. He has spent years trying to write to congressmen and complain, and it's dominated his life. One bad decision based on an article he read. So I, I implore people, if you're reading stuff on the Internet giving you advice, please put it to the test. They don't know you. They don't know your situation. They don't know the interrelations. They don't know that you might go back to work. That has to be asked. And so you can't just do something you read on the internet and think it's going to work out time and time again. So often it doesn't. I wish people would come in and ask. So just ask before you, you, you act. Uh, that, that would be a recommendation I would have. Brian, I want to talk to our listeners right now. If you're in the dark about Social Security and when to take it, and you're worried that it's a lot more complex than you thought it was, then I want you to call us here and ask for your Madrona analysis. 833-673-7373. We've opened the phone lines for you right now. 833-673-7373. Discover how the timing of Social Security can affect your taxes in the future. Maybe you don't know about some of the benefits that you're eligible for. Well, in this Madrona analysis, this conversational conversation with you, we'll explain it all for you and answer your particular questions based on your individual situation. There is no blanket advice when it comes to Social Security optimization. Once again, we're offering it at no cost, no obligation. If you have $500,000 or more of investable assets, you do qualify. We'll also give you Brian's book, Seven Steps to a Successful Retirement. So call that number right now, 833-673-7373, before you make some filing mistakes. Again, it's not going to cost you a dime. 833-673-7373. Request your Madrona analysis. This one call could make all the difference. Well, Brian, we're out of time for this week. I want to thank you for your time. But most importantly, I want to thank our listeners for joining us. For Brian Evans, I'm Jeff Shade. Have a great weekend, won't you? We'll talk to you again next week with another edition of Growing Your Wealth. No statements made during the Growing Your Wealth show should constitute tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal or tax professional on your own individual information. Brian Evans and Madrona Financial Services is licensed to offer investment advisory services through Madrona Financial Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through Madrona Insurance Services, LLC, a licensed insurance agency and an affiliate of Madrona Financial Services. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investors cannot invest directly into indexes. No investment strategy, including asset allocation and 
diversification guarantees a profit or guarantees the avoidance of loss. Financial planning is an important tool that does not guarantee specific outcomes. DSD investments are only available to accredited investors and offered solely through the issuer's offering documents. The DST sponsor determines whether to accept any individual subscription documents. Madrona Financial and CPAs is a registered trade name used singly and collectively for the affiliate entities. Madrona Financial Services, LLC, Madrona, and Bauer Evans, Inc., PC. Bauer Evans. Investment advisory services are provided through Madrona. CPA services are provided through Bauer Evans. Thank you.